Hi, everyone. We at Helpful Goat just want to acknowledge that things are really intense and scary and infuriating in the United States right now. We are feeling all of those things just as many of you are. And we just want to take this opportunity to say that Black Lives Matter and that we stand in solidarity with everyone who's hurting right now, with everyone who's fighting for their lives, and with everyone who's trying to make this country better than it currently is. Furthermore, we understand that solidarity means taking action and that we all have a moral imperative to do what we can to fight for justice. That's why we're each donating what we can to organizations that further the cause of racial equity in the United States. And we'd like to invite you to do the same if you're able. If you can afford to donate, please see this episode's description for some links to organizations that you can support that way. If you can't, we'll also be listing ways you can help that don't cost any money. Either way, we hope you join us in taking time to consider your personal role in the ongoing fight for racial justice, and that you're taking care of yourselves and each other during this very difficult time. We also want to say that we view playing and creating with one another as a valuable and vital part of human life. We hope and plan to continue sharing our D&D games with all of you, not as an escape from the real world, but as an extension of it. As one example of how people can connect, communicate, and experience joy, excitement, and mutual meaning-making together in a world with all too much inequity and hate. For us, D&D is all about collaborative storytelling and world-building. And we see value in that in a time when building a more just world together is absolutely essential. Thank you for listening. We love you all. Enjoy. A world nearly destroyed by a cataclysm. Saved by the actions of heroes long gone. A world that has survived, recovered, and even thrived. This is the world of Tyr. Here, the descendants of those heroes and the other survivors of the cataclysm have built great nations, the eight pillars that support the world. Nearly 1,500 years after the Cataclysm, the world is one of relative calm. However, beneath this veneer of peace, great forces move. With every shift and shudder, they threaten to disrupt the delicate balance that keeps the pillars standing. Now, across the world, knowingly or not, people must become heroes, or the pillars will fall and Tear will be no more. Join us as we follow some of those heroes and see their struggles to keep their world from destruction. Glad I was still muted for that. No, he doesn't need to say it again. I managed to avoid it. That's fine. We're fine. Okay, everybody. So just as a quick heads up as to what was happening, sorry about that, that that took so long. Um, r- r- no, no, Sam, no. I will get the spray bottle. Um, 
Roll20 has a site called a uh, system called Dynamic Lighting, which is really cool because it, you know, can prevent players from being able to walk anywhere. It prevents them from being able to see just like the whole map so you can enforce a no, you're in this passageway and you can't see the next room. Um, it's a really good system. It's really great. It's a lot of fun. It's really easy to set up. It just, you know, it takes a little bit of time to set up. Apparently, Roll20 rolled out their new lighting system sometime this week and I hadn't seen it and I'd made a new token for Vichy. Vichy is a deeper blue than they were before. Um, and I didn't think anything of it. I just saw like, hey, there's this updated lighting system just to let you know it's new and better than ever. And I was like, okay, silly fool that I was. I didn't read deeply into this beforehand. So I clicked that system on. It turns out that that system doesn't interact with the old system. And if you turn things to the new system, everything in your game breaks. Um, I'm sure it doesn't break once they've worked some more of the issues out or if it wasn't converting it from an existing one with lots of stuff. But that was what we were wrestling with. We basically ended up with at least one member of the party was blind at all times. And then Chris's Discord broke. But that's, Discord hates me. I was gonna say, but that's honestly because Discord hates Chris. I mean, that's that's. It hates me so freaking much. That's less of a comment on Discord and more of a comment on Chris and Discord's relationship. Um, I up until this point, I would actually silly fool that I was been going to say in break as we were having this problem with Vision. Well, but Chris, at least Discord's been working really well for you, and it managed to punish me for even thinking that. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, you jinxed it. It wasn't me. It's all you. Anyway, hi, everybody. Sorry yeah. about that extended delay. But I kind of wanted to fix it because I didn't want my players to be, you know, one of my players to be blind and not being able to see what's going on in their character token, especially when we just declared uh, that they should be taking the lead and going out and exploring this yeah. uh, stronghold. Um, to quickly... It's time to shine. Question. How, how long can we still use the old system of lighting and stuff? Uh, I believe they said that the old legacy system is going to be phasing out in a couple of months. I clearly need to go read their patch notes around this. Um, if to be your okay, sorry, we're we're we're, inter we're interrupting story for a brief roll twenty uh, chat. Um, <laughs> if you're a roll twenty user and you've been a DM, you know that there were two probably a lot of. I was guess, which probably a lot of the, these people are, and probably actually this is useful information for you if you haven't played a game since whenever they made this change, which is sometime in the last week because this wasn't here last week. Um, they seem to have combined the dynamic lighting system, which was always really awesome, with the fog of war system, which was a really amazing idea, but which never worked real well. Um... And so I'm not even saying that it's not going to work well eventually, but I think you are going to see a lot bigger processor load. So I switched this map, which uh, the map of um, Stone's Rest that you're seeing is 100 by 100 on the grid. It was not loading in for Chris or me when it was on the new vision system, uh, which is a thing that I think we've encountered before, Andy, with Fog of War. Yeah. Right, where it was like, hey, we have this city-sized map, and it'll be kind of cool that you get to explore the city, and as you go through it, you get to see more of it, and why is nothing loading? Like, I remember one of the cities, one of the times we tried it, where I'm like, I'm pretty sure I moved my token five seconds ago, but nothing has happened. Um, 
So hopefully they get this better optimized because I am going to be sad if that is the only option that remains for dynamic lighting. Um, in the back of my mind, I also consider the fact that I kickstarted a, a new tabletop system that's really, really cool. It has a lot of animations and stuff. And I just got my keys for the beta. So maybe I go explore some shit. Um, anyway, so we are back. Um, the, the, the group was sort of, when we left them, processing what they'd, been th what they'd heard from everyone in their first day there. They decided to go to sleep. Um, while asleep, Sunny stealthily uh, made her way over to speak to their neighbor in these lodgings um, and was much more successful this time with him and discovered that he's looking for a source of, like, potential magic, a massive ball of potential magic energy. Um, and he's not really sure what it would look like, but it would be very powerfully magical and it would be very easy for them to sense, he thought. He also offered to provide some help to them if they wanted, um, though they didn't necessarily take him up on that. And Sonny was also able to discover that maybe not his name, but at the very least, uh, she can refer to him as servant. Um, and then... I decided to do something about the fact that VG's token couldn't have sight and the world burned. Anyway, now the party has decided that it would be best to maybe go out and spend some of this free time talking to people in Stone's Rest, trying to find out a little bit more about what's going on, find any other leads, while they wait for either Teppel to get back to them or to be summoned to meet with the leader. So, what would you all like to do? I also had a quick question, DM. Um, yeah. How far out do we think the Unity is that we knew were coming? One to I know two I days. asked that last time, but that was like a month ago. Okay, one to two days. Cool. So you're on a little bit of a schedule? Um, yeah, I mean, we're not on our schedule, though. We're on Maro's. Maro's? Maro's. Schedule. So. So, now that you all have... Uh, your amnesia having been cleared up by the rest, because we did a bit of a recap, uh, and your vision having been cleared by painful efforts, um, what would you like to do? Neldor really wants... Oh, sorry. No, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that Neldor's like, main concern is to try and get uh, better information of where we're at, like the inside of the stronghold. So we could go explore and talk to people and also kind of look at the layout of things. Yeah, or we could just stay in our rooms and, and be safe and uh, just not cause trouble. Just but throw it out for there. a reason. Remember? We're here to... Do you remember the reason? I'm going to whisper <laughs> it in your... I'm going to whisper it to you, but not in a... Oh, Not out loud. Okay. Just a quiet oh. whisper. I'm going to okay. send this to Rook in his head. Remember, we're here to look for Lithereal. And yeah. also, um, what else is on our to-do list? You, I think there's about four things. Right. And we're here to save the left behind and help 
Teppel Morosan get his book back and escape and find the magical potentiality for Servant? So we can't just stay in the room. We have to do this. Sure. I mean, I'd say we, we have prioritize to do number this. one. Yeah, yeah. We prioritize number one, and we're going to get called pretty soon to a, a special meeting in a, a place that no one's really been. Uh, not a bad time to look for someone then. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. If, if you, I don't know. So prioritizing number one means leaving this room, though. Okay. Should we leave our magic items here behind, hidden? Or do we just kind of walk around with them? What do you think? I guess I'll ask that to everyone, too. Not just in your head. I'm going to take mine. You'll take yours? Okay. Because I can just put it in my backpack. Yeah, yeah, definitely not leaving it. Okay, I'll wrap mine up pretty well. Yeah, yeah I'll I mean, wrap my like, stuff as well. You could probably stick it so, in my backpack because I have a big one. I'm assuming. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'll I'll be nervous if I don't have it on me. I'll be okay. nervous for you know any reason at all, but that especially. Other than that, uh, yeah, we can go talk to people. It'd be fun. Great. So, V you're going to take point, right? Because you're like a local hero, local hero now for um, for winning in um, Crash Orb. Uh, sure. It might be good if you sort of uh, maybe whisper in my head, like particular questions or anything. I'm supposed to ask someone. Yeah. Just because I amnesia to start again. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. And this place. This place. <laughs> I I'm just not very much of a questioner. So, but yeah, maybe you can just like kind of look really cool and stand there and look really awesome and like flex and do your martial arts, and then people want to talk. That. To- and I start doing like, yeah, <laughs> all over the room. But I mean, I'll ask questions if you want me to, or if someone is like particularly interested in talking to me. I just want to make sure I'm, yeah, not giving anything away or right asking. I'm sure it's fine. My shadow is also trying to do, mimic you in martial arts. <laughs> Awesome. Very good. Okay, let's go. Right. Out the door. So what do we see walking out the door on this fine morning? So you see, again, pretty similar to last time, um, almost what looks like a sort of market square. You see vendors at various points um, sort of hawking wares. You see lots of the left behind moving around uh, in this square around this fountain. Um, the the stone of which of this fountain plaza is like carved with runes or sigils of some kind. Um, and you see plenty of the 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 marked the bandits, um, though most of them pay you little enough mind. They might sort of see if someone's moving towards them or looking towards them. Um, several who see you sort of like raise a, a fist in salute at uh, VG. Um, some of them nice. you recognize were in the audience uh, watching VG play Crash Orb yesterday. 
some of the left behind also will sort of like, oh, look, look, and sort of like, you know, point a little bit of VG and sort of have a whispered conversation and then like scurry away. It seems like VG did indeed leave yeah. quite the impression. Um, but yeah, generally it's it's kind of like the market square of a town. You know, people are varying, but most people aren't paying particularly close attention to you. Um, you don't feel any particular, like, threat. Uh, you do know, uh, especially Neldor, you you can notice the guards who are actively on guard, sort of mixed through and around the perimeter. Um, but they don't look like they're particularly watching you. They look like they're watching for trouble. Huh. Well, uh, I kind of want to go check out the fountain. Uh, I don't know about anyone else, but... Maybe it has secrets. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to walk up to where I see those, like, runes, you said, or sigils? They're sort of the entirety of this base, this massive, yeah. like, 20, 30... Actually, it's way closer to 50 feet. Um circular base is all carved with rune sigils. Nice. Yeah, I'll try to check that out. See if I see anything interesting. Sure. Um, what languages do you speak? Oh, good question. I speak a common elvish Dwarvish and uh, I am also looking, and I speak common, primordial, elvish, druidic, undercommon, and draconic. Sorry, you have a lot of language. You do. Where is uh, are you are you either Fiji or Neldor looking? I just speak common and Loxodon, I guess. Okay. And are, are you looking at the, the sort of runes? Uh, sure. And Neldor? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I have Elvish in common. So, yeah, if everyone else is looking, I'll kind of glance over. Okay. So, uh, Rook, this... It's actually kind of interesting because as you go of and you're probably looking at it most closely, you know, most most attentively, um, it's a really beautiful piece because you had seen, and it's not perfectly graphically represented here or anything, but like you can see larger rooms that are pretty apparent from a good distance away. But as you've gotten closer, you've realized that those runes are themselves made out of sigils. And that what you had thought were patterns in the stone are, in fact, also lines of these runes and sigils. Um, You cannot read a great deal of it, but first the dwarvish catches your eye and you see sort of a what looks to be maybe a scrap of a prayer or an incantation or something like that that just reads in in fairly ancient antiquated dwarvish protect defect detect defend 
protect, detect, defend. Huh. Um, and you're sort of like mulling that over and trying to think about what that might be. And it, it's it, it the dwarvish of that is not a spell that you know or anything. So it's not like triggering. Okay, that's that's a magic. But you also don't know of any religious incantations, though that certainly sounds like it could be part of a liturgy. Um, and as you do that, you actually see in in one of the big runes, one of the lines is in halfling. Oh. Um, and it's keep them here. Keep them safe. Keep them well protected. And as you all are looking at this, you actually realize that you can't read massive parts of this, but in basically every language that each of you speaks, there's at least some snippets of text that you can read. All kind of centered around that sort of protect sort of thing. And, and they're all in a sort of a protect, defense, um, sort of awareness, perception, detection, um, safety. So all of those are kind of the words that are flowing through this. Um, uh, uh, Sunny, you're actually able to see multiple varieties of primordial are inscribed on here. So like there's Aquin and Ignin and Terran. So I know that I had asked if Marodavarpar meant anything. And you had said that, I know this because I checked my notes. Um, you said that I think it means something, it's kind of a mix of primordial and sylvan and it reminds me of one of the subcategories of primordial. Do any of these things seem related to that at all? Uh. You certainly do not see Maro Davarpar here. To, do I see at, anything at, that jogs my memory around? Uh, again, the sort of the sound values and the way the words are constructed seem the the, the primordial scripts are closest in sound to that. Um, if you kind of puzzle on it and think about it for a little bit, it feels like maybe the Aquan is closest now that you kind of have examples of each of them out in front of you again there's some some things with like the positioning of the w in maro um that makes you think most of aquan okay interesting well cool i'm gonna step onto it see if anything changes you explode um, no. it, right? I was going to say, con- considering that there's, yeah. there is there is a weapons vendor currently hawking shop, he, he sort of sees you, he's like, oh yes, step up, step right up, step right up, are you in, are you in the market for something? Uh, nope. Not yet. Thanks for your surfing us by selling your wares, though. Good job. Yeah. And then I'd like to go to the <laughs> fountain proper. Okay. Uh, and nothing happened when you stepped on it. Um, sure. The stone is, as you step above it now, so that, you know, you're standing on it and it's what's below you, um, the air is a little huh. cooler than you might expect it to be. Huh. Interesting. What is that? 
Uh, meaning it's it's relatively warm in the plaza overall. You're in a stone plaza. It's the morning, but the sun is coming down and into it. So it's just a little bit cooler than it might than it might be just if this was just more stone. It's hmm. bracing. I love it. Does this uh, stone seem natural? Does this stone seem natural? In what sense? In a druidic sense. <laughs> it is made from stone, which is a very natural. Do, do you mean like, does it seem like this was hewn out of rock that was here versus being like tile that was does laid in? Does it seem like this is real stone? Oh, does this seem like does this is real fake stone? stone? Okay, I wasn't sure. You're just like, does this seem natural? And I'm like, uh, it's stone. Uh, it does seem like stone. Yeah. It, um, it doesn't seem like a stone that you recall seeing on your journey in. Like most of the stone that you saw was kind of a gray to deeper brown, um, whereas this is quite pale. Okay. I'm going to go old school D&D here and drink from the fountain. Oh, no. <laughs> Okay. I'd like I'd like my little shadowy mage hand to give me a little cup of water. Oh, whoops. Probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but I do it anyway, because that's what I said. So and he- you cast the spell mage hand? Yes. <laughs> you do it sneakily. You, you don't you don't have to say everything just because you said it. You can just be like, no, wait, I didn't actually yeah, Rook wants just a little drink, though. <laughs> Why can't you use your regular hand? That'd be easy. I don't. I, well, I literally don't want to touch okay. it, though. Is the if we're going to get into a fight, I'm going to need a pause because I'm still pre- I'm still preparing spells. So just as a FYI to the DM. Okay. Well, now I don't know what to say. Should I just be like, sure, take a minute? Um. Oh no. Gosh. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> Rook! We're all going to die. We were already all going to die. So true. So I just want to—I just want to make sure. Give Lena yeah. a couple of more seconds to prepare the spell. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> y- y- you basically walked up here, uh, and you summoned Mage Hand and like cast the spell standing about where you are on the map and you sort of cast it so that the hand was above the surface of the water and then it's going to scoop up the water and bring it up to you. Yeah. Okay. It shouldn't be a, a, a very... I'm not trying to do it with a flourish. Yeah, I, and, and, you're, and you're, you're neither trying to be hyper subtle about the spell, like suspiciously subtle, but nor are you being ostentatious about it. Right. Okay, cool. How are the spells going? I need to do three more. Okay. Oh, that's not ominous at all. <laughs> um, I'll let you just continue thinking about those. Uh, so you, I'm trying to remember, does uh, Mage Hand has somatic components, right? And is that it? Did you go ahead and throw it in chat? 100%. Okay, I'm done. Verbal and somatic. So you, so you mutter the words and you sort of make the gesture, which I sort of picture as you, 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 if you have a specific action in mind, you you form your hand into sort of that pose. It, yeah. Um, as you do that, uh, the water in front of you turns bright red, um, 
and releases a beam of light into the sky as you uh-huh. hear the stones themselves begin to echo an alarm. Uh, and instantly you are going to see the left behind are fleeing to the sides. The the marked are now all drawing weapons and looking around. Um, the sentries on the wall are, you can hear them calling over the sound of the alarm. Nothing from the west, nothing from the east. Just sort of sounding off. Um, and The water uh, turned red, is the, that what you said? Yes, the water has turned like red. and is Not really blood red, okay. honestly closer to like ruby. And it turned red when he cast the spell or when he touched the water with when the spell? When he cast the spell. The hand has not actually okay. touched the water yet. Because then I, I, I tried to make sure he cast it above the water so it wasn't touching the water yet. Um, and then pretty quickly, because again, you you were not being super stealthy, you weren't being super ostentatious, but they're going to pivot uh, and you're going to see a couple of the marked looking at you and like, you. You possess Me? magical abilities. I mean... I, I kind of step forward and I go, what? No. Lies will not be tolerated. Do you possess magical abilities? It is a simple question. You are under guest right. If you do not provide me the information I have requested, it will be rescinded. Okay, so first of all, there's nothing in the fine print of guest right that says that. But second of all, that's, I mean, we mentioned that we were not very pleased with the unity, right? We said that, right? Yes. Yes. So, I mean, this is kind of why we're just trying to protect our my my. He's like my brother, right? He's like my pseudo brother. He's like he's like blood almost to me. We're trying to protect him from the unity. He doesn't have big magic, just little magic, just a little hand. <laughs> I hear more and more people gathering. Neldor definitely has his hand on his swords and is. Ready. Just gonna sort of pause. Um, give me, give oh. me a persuasion check, Sonny. And once again, I regret not being stabbed in charisma. And and give it actually give it to me with advantage. Okay. Because you so use the stuff. all who play D D. Right. See why Galway has <laughs> never taken. Wait, 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 wait! Don't say anything. I rolled an eight. But I would like to put forth an argument that I should have inspiration um, that I can use because I I, um, I I can give it to you. Oh, you have inspiration? Okay. Forgoing the argument. So sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Am I using the inspiration or do you want the argument? Oh, by, by all means, use the inspiration. What the A four, fuck? yay. That was a poor use of my inspiration. That was. I'm sorry. (laughs) So the guard is looking a little unsure. He's looking a little nervous. Um, But you do see, with that eight persuasion, um, the guards still have weapons drawn, but not precisely weapons ready anymore. Does that make sense? 
Like they are no longer taking aim with bows. They are no longer holding swords in a defensive position. They still have them in their hands, but they're kind of at their side. And they're looking around. They're like, so he has magical powers. And this is why you wanted to be away from the unity. Is that correct? Of course. Yes. Uh, yes. Would you like to see it? It's uh, just, I mean, it's, it's really it's a, a parlor simple. trick, honestly, but you know how the unity really, is. It's a, it's a very simple trick. Uh, I've been, it's who I am, you know, it's, it's, it's just a part of me as, as a person. It's, it's nothing dangerous. Uh, and I'll go ahead and kind of, has the alarm, is the alarm still sounding? Is the spell still on? No, as soon as I, as soon as I heard that, I would have stopped the spell. Yeah. Uh, so the alarm is going to sort of fade and the light and the redness of the well is going to, the column of light is gone and the water is sort of switching back to blue. Okay. Okay. <laughs> did you, did you say that I'd cast mage hand in your thing, Sunny? Or were you just kind of vague? I just said it was like a little hand. Like a trick. A little hand. Like a parlor trick. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I would like to raise up my hand and change its form into like an orc hand or something. Um, Through your, you know, changeling ability, and then okay, (laughs) and then subtle cast a mage hand, just like if I can just my my shadow basically just the hand that's on the ground sort of becomes that again like and i and i when i say subtle cast i mean like the the actual the uh, meta magic so that you are not using verbal or somatic components and what are you doing with the mage hand it's literally just mimicking my shadow hand on the ground so that it shouldn't be too or it should be basically non-noticeable does that make sense Uh, with my real hand i'm changing it but I want the spell to kind of activate I the alarm. So, so I'm casting it okay. subtle and basically not trying to overlay <laughs> it on. Yeah. Trying to overlay it on your on your shadow. Sorry, I, I was I yeah. wasn't getting what you were trying to do, and I'm like I'm really confused about the mechanics of this. So, okay, let me just run through this one more time to make sure I have this. You are going to changeling morph as part of your natural ability. Your human-looking hand into an orc hand. Aye. And at the same time, you are going to, with no detectable components, cast Mage Hand and try to leave it hovering close to the ground over your shadow so that it is as subtle as possible. Right. Because I want them to think that the effect that is going to go off with the alarm yes. is me changing. And, and uh, yeah, okay, cool. I understand that. In front of everyone to see, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, this is a little bizarre. Yeah. Um. So you, you, you do this transformation, you do the subtle spell. Again, you have like the, the alarm is blaring, the, the, the water is glowing and shooting red light into the air. Um. And then, I, yeah, I stop it right away, too, if I can. Yeah, and, and incidentally, Sunny, you'll see Galtha has come up beside you and is kind of watching, and she's not armed. She doesn't look super alarmed, but she is looking at you with great interest. 
Um, I need you, Andy, I to make a charisma arcana check. So if you have proficiency in arcana, yep. you can make a any charisma check that you have proficiency with. If not, just make oh. a charisma check. Beautiful. All right. Uh, I do, definitely. Uh, so I can roll like a deception, basically. Sure. And it's a charisma arcana. Right. 24. 24. Okay. So <laughs> you, you sort of, you're counting in your mind. It's like one, two, three. And you're you know, trying to time this out perfectly. And you also manage to just perfectly overlay this spectral hand that's almost laying entirely flat against your hand, your shadow's hand. Um, nice. And you're pretty sure that this was entirely imperceptible um, to basically oh. anyone, outside of the fact that it, of course, triggered the water going off and all of that. And they're just like, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, and they're kind of, they're sort of milling around and Galtha will stride forward. So you have magic. A bit. I mean, I'm just not interesting. great at it. And Can't you just say you're... I'm sorry, this is but again. Can't you just say you're a changeling? Because that's not magic, it's a race. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. But, but he wants is, them to like, think it's yeah. magic. Yeah. His oh, entire okay. play up until just here is... my hands can do, basically. <laughs> okay. He's also trying to avoid. He's also trying to avoid saying that because even with that plus seven mod, he's trying to avoid having to make a deception check. <laughs> um, she's like, "This is this is this is valuable. This is this is the kind of thing. This is the kind of thing that I believe that Morrow would be quite interested in, indeed." I oh, excellent. Um, t- tell me, and. Much as she did when she was sort of up, like appraising you for uh, recruitment, she is going to fix you with this very intense, focused gaze. Do you have any other abilities? Um, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm pretty quick. I magical I, abilities. Oh. Um. Well, I can I can sort of do this one thing that uh, it doesn't always happen exactly, but if you try to hit me, uh, I can make my face look really scary for a second uh, so that maybe you miss when you're trying to hit me. That's kind of fun. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and, and if this Galtha is going to go, go on, all of you, back to your positions. This is fine. This is fine. Nothing to worry about. Um, and at this, uh, weapons are being sheathed, uh, bows are being put away, the guards are all moving away back to their posts. Um, the, the, the members of the marked generally are just meandering around again. Um, uh, though everyone does seem quite interested that you possess magical abilities. Um. Right. Yeah. And, uh, she'll sort of like, yes, I... Listen, I, as I've said, I, I was very impressed by you, and this revelation does 
little to impress me less. It also makes a great deal of sense as why you'd want to avoid the unity. Just sort of, of spit on the stone. Um, damn overreaching bastards that they are. Yes. Um, listen, do me a favor. Return to your rooms. Please know more of this magic. Right. If nothing else, it makes the guards a little jumpy. And sure. I'm going to go speak tomorrow. And I believe right. you should be receiving your summons very soon. Oh. Oh, good. Well, that's great. Uh, j- just, uh, does this alarm, would it go off if I we were that far away and stuff? Like in our rooms? I, oh. I didn't want to accidentally. Most of the time I can control it, but. Oh, yes. You know, I don't yes. want to accidentally. Anywhere within yeah. the bounds of Stone's Rest and a bit beyond. Oh, good. Well, I, I, that makes me feel safe. Thank you. Okay. Sorry, a good beyond? She said a good beyond? Anywhere within the bounds of Stone's Rest and a bit beyond. A bit beyond. Okay. And she'll smile at you sort of pretty warmly, genuinely. She goes, good, I'm I'm glad that you feel safe, for I, I rather suspect that this is going to be your new home. That seems like a great way to make sure that you know if the unity is coming. Has it gone off recently? I'm just worried that they, um, that they got here, you know, faster than we thought. Oh, you were actually still. She's like, yeah. uh, no, no, the, the the alarm hasn't gone off in several weeks. Oh, good, good. Why did it go off the last time? Do you remember? She keeps trying to walk away. She'll sort of smile. Sorry, we're just curious people. She'll sort of smile. Oh, there was a merchant that had some little magical abilities that he was trying to use to convince us that things were worth more than he said. That's so unethical. Yes, but he won't be able to do it anymore. He needed his hands for that trick. Uh, oh. Gotcha. You asked to leave without his hair. That's good. <laughs> And so she's sort of striding. Ask him, Millie. She's sort of striding off, and the couple of guards that are by you will sort of point to your rooms and be like, "Yeah, yes, if 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 you don't mind." Of course, of yeah, course. We'll yeah, we'll just go hang out. The sun is very hot anyway. Yeah, had a lot of excitement. Uh, VG, want to help me spar or something? Spar? Yeah, I don't know. Come uh, on. Sure. Like back in the rooms. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Naldor, VG, Sunny. I'm coming. I'm having no, no, I'm, I'm here now. I, I, I dragged, I dragged you yeah. all down. Uh, so Naldor's going to look I, directly oh, at Rook. Go ahead. And you thought VG was going to draw attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, all I can say to that is now we know. Yes, but we got absolutely no recon of the area. We saw a fountain. That it was you... a pretty important fountain. So it was. BG just starts lightly, like, sparring with you and kind of hits you in the uh, face. VG, that was, I was just, ow, right in the jaw. I was just trying to get us back here and act like we weren't going to just talk about all those crazy things that just happened. Oh, 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 sorry. Yeah, that's fine. Sorry. No, you're cool. Sunny in your... In your head, uh, you you hear your the, the neighbor's voice. Oh, yeah, about that. Uh, that's the other reason it's been taking a while. 
I'm gonna talk back to him. It kind of would have been nice if you'd warned us, given that you knew that we had um, magic items. I, I kind of slipped I, your mind. I kind of thought you might have noticed. I mean, that that one incantation is pretty clear about the whole. If you you know cast magic, the alarm goes off. Um, didn't quite get that one. What language was it in? Deep speech. Deep speech. That's an interesting. Yeah, just realized not necessarily a thing that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Not okay. You know what? Spoken. You know what? That that what that one's that one's that one's on me. That one's on me. That one's on yeah. me. Yeah. Sunny, are you are you paying attention? You're just. I'm literally just standing there, the staring straight ahead. <laughs> oh, this oh, is serious. Sorry. Sorry. You're very lucky that that's how this went off. The servant man was talking in my head. Um, oh, sorry. He, forgot to warn us about the fountain. Um, In all of your heads now. You like, Hello. forgot to warn us about? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. That's, that's on me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, servant man, what do Just you think? Just servant is fine. Okay. Um, servant... What do you do? You think? Are, are you just determined for it to have more syllables, or what? They're gonna talk to us. Um, is that bad? Are we are we in danger? I would imagine they're quite impressed, as I've said, and as I believe others have said. Morrow is very interested in magical items, though I still don't know why. We're not items. We're people. No, but I, I believe he has the association that people who know how to do magic are more likely to know things about items that can do magic. Oh. I mean, okay. he's not entirely wrong. Right. Well, we'll keep an eye out for your thing for Yep. Uh, probably, I don't know what size it will be, but tremendously powerful magical energy. You know, just... Give me a Great. heads up as to where that is. I feel like that would set off an alarm, but... Right, I mean, the fountain itself? Maybe? I don't know, that seemed incredibly yeah. magical. Oh, it's magical, but it's not quite right. It's really just sort of warding and protecting and detecting magic. Okay. A servant? Anything else that you forgot to warn us about? Anything else we might need deep to know? speech? Well, that's the only deep speech I saw on it. Uh, I mean, you know this place is ancient, right? How ancient? Well before the cataclysm. Wow. And um, outside of that, I uh, don't quite know what to tell you except to be careful. This is a bandit group that lives in a magic fortress. They will be well prepared. True. I wonder what that water tasted like. I never did get to drink it. Somewhat of lemons. <laughs> Makes sense. Of course you would have done that. Okay. Good. With Thanks. my own goddamn hand. Noted. I'm going to switch to just communicating with the party now in our heads. Um, so do we, like, have a plan of what we're going to say when we talk tomorrow? I guess just kind of wing it. Mildred doesn't like it when we wing it. 
true. <laughs> um, is the do we have any magic items that we might present that we don't need necessarily? I have no idea what we have in our inventory. I mean, I don't have anything but my staff. I don't think that's magical. Yeah, I think the only magical items we have are the ones we got from the shopkeeper. We have the Unity Activation Stone, which I think is magical, well, so we about could that? get that. <laughs> about that, uh, I don't believe we do have that. Where did it go? <clears throat> on a trip? Yeah. It went on a trip? It was on that boat. That, yeah, that boat i it was on the wait did i i think i put it in the ocean <laughs> you put it in the ocean like the river because i think i i think i took it out of the boat and dropped it off the side of the thing i'm you trying to remember what lady? you did i yeah. thought you were trying to get the ghost lady to take it and that she didn't, didn't work want it. so then did you just drop yeah, it off work. the side i think i just dropped it off the I side think you did too <laughs> Um, okay, so well, technically, no, we you wedged it. You wedged it on the boat when you right. went walkabout, and then you proceeded to get on that same boat to go to yeah. Gottweil again. Yeah, as it's, one it, does. It's either still on the boat or in the river somewhere. I don't think you ever like took it and dropped it in the river. I'm pretty sure it's just still okay, on yeah. that so boat. It's still on the boat then. And definitely uh, not in our position. <laughs> yeah, so we've got nothing then. Which is okay. We'll just come bearing our bad selves and your hand. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Sunny, can you do anything besides magic? Like, are you good at anything else? What are Fighting? you... I am, have you, like, not known me, like, forever? I am so good at growing things. Have I, you seen yes, me I mean, what, talk to plants? But, like, what a I know exactly what they need. Camp would need from a fighter, from someone who's... Everybody who's, needs who's, food. Not untrue, I guess. And I'm also very good at animal handling. I'm not quite as good with animals as I am with plants, but I'm pretty damn good with them. And I'm very insightful. And those all sound like great qualities. Well, I guess I asked because I'm not good at things that are not magical. Uh, I don't oh. know other than my hand trick now that they know about, uh, or my face trick. I don't know if there's much else I can present to them. And even if I do that, I might have to subtly cast a, a totally different spell. Just oh. saying. I don't... Yeah. Anyway. Maybe it's good that they know I can do some stuff, because I can't do much else. Um, I mean, Vigi's awesome at kicking butt, and Neldor's just crazy awesome and strong and has, you know, cool abilities and skills and I so maybe we can just like kind of stand behind them. Yeah. Okay. And they can look impressive for us. Agreed. Do you guys want to like choreograph a fight dance to show them what we can do? Uh. Yeah. I think. Like, is there a window where I'm? Yeah, there's a small window. <laughs> What's uh. up? There are people approaching. Four. Oh. 
there'll sort of be a <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'll open the door. Hi, how can I help you? Uh, Hello. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, one of the ones who is dressed very similarly to the bandit who was sort of at the gate and greeted and processed you um, will sort of step forward and he'll bow. Uh, yes, I believe uh, that you have been expecting a summons to meet our leader. Yeah, is it? Is that already now? Yes, yes. Wow, so efficient. Maro Davapar will see you now. Great. You deeply impressed Galtha. Oh, oh good. Good, yeah. <laughs> We're so glad. Um, I'm going to message in the elf's head before we leave this space too far. Um, hey, you wanted to know what you could do to pay us back for finding your magical potentiality? You know, so it's tit for tat and all of that because people love tats. Uh-huh. Um, what? I don't save think... us. Save us if this goes badly. Okay? I will do what I can. Just if it goes badly. Cool. Great. It's it it's nice seeing an optimist that feels that there's a way that this doesn't go bad. Uh, yep, best of luck. We've talked ourselves out of worse, maybe. Some pretty bad things. Honestly, I can actually believe that. Um, So as you now file out into the square, they're going to sort of, uh, he's going to sort of bow and he goes, "Uh, as I'm sure you can appreciate, a great many people are interested in the whereabouts of Maro Davapar. And so I must ask that you are blindfolded. I'm not really into that. I mean, I appreciate but your kink is not my kink always, and I'm not kink-shaming, but it's just not really my thing. I am afraid that if you wish to meet with Maro Davapar, this is not optional. But consent is key. Which is why I hope that you will consent, otherwise you will not be having your meeting. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I I don't mind doing that. Fine. So they're going to um, basically, they they will blindfold you and also then um, put sort of hoods over your heads. Um, and then they're going to begin walking you. Uh, everyone give me a perception check to try to see how well you can keep track of where you're moving. Hey, I rolled a 23. 21 for Rook, 6 for Viji, 20 for Neldor. Um, Viji, you're a little uh, disoriented, partially by the entire stress of this whole thing. So you're not able to keep a great (laughs) sense of it, but you do know that you move to the other side of the compound. Um, And the, the rest of you, you know that they're walking you sort of intentionally on a meandering course. Um, a little bit, but you're quite sure that they have led you to the northeastern building, the one that you were told the cleaners don't go into, um, and that's, it's just sort of seems like it's used for important meetings. Uh, and then you're led upstairs, 
And then you're led down a set of stairs and then you're led sort of back up a set of stairs and then then you're someplace different. You're, you're walking along and all of a sudden the air has a very different quality to it. It's much uh, moister and much cooler than it's been. Um, and then they, they walk you a bit more and you hear like echoing of footsteps compared to what you were hearing before. Um, I have a quick question. Mm -hmm. Did we feel anything when there was that quality change? Did we feel any like magic or crackling or electricity or fire? Um, <laughs> fire. Nice. Yeah, you were just set on fire. Um, maybe, oh, we're in the afterlife, man. maybe a hint of magic, but it was very difficult to tell. There was certainly nothing... Uh, very pronounced. Um, you, Sonny, though, on the when you land on the other, not the other side, um, when that state change occurred, beyond just the moist, moister, cooler air, you feel much, much more of the natural energy of the earth than you were able to feel when you were walking around outside. Okay. Like when you were in, like as soon as you walked into stone's rest, you felt a little cut off from like natural energy. Um, and then as soon as, as soon as like the air was moist and cooler and that's sort of what you felt along with everyone else, you also felt this surge of earth energy. Okay, cool. And Interesting. Huh, okay. The sight lines don't work at all. Awesome. Because you're just sort of seeing everything, aren't you? Um, oh, no. I no. see only a corner here. I can see a room here. Oh. No, I'm not going to come in there. You have a webcam on. Um. So, okay. So you see a room that you're in. I see a room yeah. with two light sources and people grouped in either light source. Um, us and people say, who are taking us and then other people. One of those groups is you. Uh, yeah, do yeah. You but I can't see anything else. Do you see this end? I mean, so like, let me show you. I see what looks like a bearskin rug and what I a just Oh, okay, so I can't see the throne. I can see the bearskin rug. Yeah, I can only okay. see this room. Okay, so this is just really weird because Stream is able to see everything. Uh, something broke with my viewing, uh, but that's fine as long as you all aren't looking at Stream. Um, yeah, I'm good. And I also need to figure out why half of the light sources in the room are no longer working. Because this entire room should be brightly lit. <laughs> oh, it's definitely not for me. I don't know if it's for other people. Nope. No, yeah, it's... it's. I mean, I it's have part of it. dark vision, so... That's yeah, I was going to say, you have dark vision oh. 120, so... Looking at VG's screen, no. 
like it's the it's the torches up here and the torches down here that are like okay those are okay there's also a giant bonfire in the middle of the room thanks roll 20 yeah. so once again guys uh the roll 20 lighting system change is real goddamn awkward so if you run a game on roll 20 dms i would seriously suggest you get in like a day before and try to figure, figure out, out what in the shit is happening fair enough Sorry. Oh, yeah, it just took away this thing casting light. That's a little better. Yeah, I can basically see everything now. The flame is over where it was, but I'm just cheating it this way so that you have more light. <laughs> um, so uh, you, your blindfolds are taken off and you can see a couple, the guard, the, the speaker that you were with and one of the guards is with you. Um Across the room, you see another guard uh, and a couple of um, very well-dressed left behind. Um, like, they're in much nicer robes. You also see a, a thick, heavy-set man in armor uh, and a couple of relatively strong-looking um, elves with longbows slung across their backs who are not dressed like the... Uh, the marked that you've seen so far. Um, and as you sort of blink and blink away, like what the hell is going on and what are you seeing? Um, Do we see Lethereal? No. But to your left, you turn and on a massive throne that looks like it is carved out of rich woods and stone and is bedecked with jewels. Um, you see a colossal turtle. Um, he is easily seven and a half feet tall. Um, brown. Hmm. On the throne, we yes. see the turtle. Okay. Uh, and as you sort of again, you're blinking at the sudden light. <laughs> <laughs> sudden light, as if I had to fight to get that in there. Um, but from the, the hoods being taken off, and especially for like you, uh, Rook, and Neldor, this is kind of dazzling against your dark vision. Um, and as your eyes come into focus on him, you can see that the entirety of his shell is very delicately carved and inlaid. And do you remember that um, Teppel said that he believed that they were called the mark in the marked in emulation of their leader. I see. Um and he's sort of looking at you and he'll sort of welcome. Golfa is extremely impressed with you four. Now tell me, why should I be impressed? Um <clears throat> I step forward and say, well, I won, oh, what was it called again? Crash Orb. Cra crash Orb last night. True. So is, that's pretty cool. This is this is true, and I'm sure a large portion of the reason that Galtha is as impressed with you as she is. However, more, I am afraid, is required. It shows good spirit. I do not wish to diminish that, but... I'm 
I'm really good at growing plants, and I'm really good at working with animals, and I'm really, really insightful. Like, like you don't even like, like you don't even get it. Like plants, like, like they love me. They just like I know exactly what they need. I'm so good with plants. Uh, are there any plants in this room? Like it looks almost like there's potted by the bones. <laughs> uh, it looks like almost yeah and as as your eyes are adjusting you do now notice there's several piles of like just skeletal remains uh, scattered about what the room what the fuck those are skeletal yeah. remains not plants nope those are skeletal remains okay uh, and then along the back wall there's a couple of suits of armor just decorative oh ones. that's what I'm seeing yeah yeah yeah, yeah those are the, so no like <laughs> No ferns or anything in here? No, no. He does not seem to have a ficus or anything. Just okay. about. Yeah, okay. So also, um, just because I'm sure a lot of our viewers are DMs and D&D players and stuff. Seriously, if you have a Roll20 game, um, it took away the all players see light from half of my torches. Weird. So you said like the north and south door torches were working for you, yeah. Andy. The east and west door torches should also have been on. And <laughs> they still, like in my interface, they still say have 25 feet of light or whatever the, the measurement was. Yeah, yeah. It's just all players see light got unchecked. Weird. So, and that's the oh. same thing that happened with that bonfire. So just seriously, and on my screen, incidentally, they also, for the DM, they still give off light. Um, yeah. So I can see everything too. You should. You have sixty feet dark vision. I think you'd be able to see everything in this room, even if there were everything no in the room. Yeah, or just the entire oh. dungeon. No, I mean just the room. Oh, okay. I was like, okay, good. if Wait. I look on stream, I can see the entire thing. Don't stop it. <laughs> Chris is cheating. Go away. Chris is cheating. I'm sure they're I, I am not cheating. I'm gathering intel, you know, like we were supposed to do. Oh. Um, it's like, these oh, are, shit. these are indeed valuable skills. Yes. To be able to grow more food, to be less dependent on the caravans has been a goal for some time. I could help you out with that. And perceptiveness. And intelligence and insight never go amiss. Hmm. Yes, and what of you, wary one? What would you bring? Is he talking to Neldor? Yeah, I was going to say, which of us is the wary one? Well, <laughs> it's, that's Neldor. Uh, Neldor will uh, kind of look around the room. I'll step forward. I can assist with the security. Help keep unwanted out, but the wanted safe. <laughs> and how well would you say my people do this already? Be honest. I feel you're going to... Neldor's hand is going to come up about mid-shoulder. I feel you're here. 
But I feel with my assistance, we can go up here. Just raise above my head. (laughs) Good, good. That is indeed valuable. Yes, so you defeated Galtha Rashorb, her favorite pastime. You, you could help feed us all. You can help keep us safe. And you, trembling one with the magic, what could Me? you do? Uh, uh, well, I am, uh, some, some would say that's a, a, a tiny bit magical. Uh, I can make myself look a, a little different sometimes. And sometimes that's to my advantage. Uh, I might demonstrate for you, but I'm worried I'm going to set the alarm off. Hmm. Indeed, it would not do to panic those above. Right. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, I can make myself kind of look th- weird sometimes and... Uh, yeah, that's, that's a little bit of, of magical ability, I guess. And so he's going to be looking at you, again, just very intensely. Um, he's going to stride forward off his throne, sort of come over towards you. And as he gets closer to you, you can see that he is indeed about seven and a half feet tall. Um yeah. With a turtle and, you know, sort of your just general expertise and studies, you would estimate he is easily over 700 pounds. Um, right. And he's going to sort of stoop down and look at you. I can see the advantage in these things, yes. But what I wonder is... Do you not have any magical abilities besides your nature? Uh, you know, I'm still kind of discovering uh, things about myself. Uh, maybe in this place, away from the Unity, uh, I could explore more and learn about <laughs> more. Yes, here, away from the Unity. There is so much to discover when it comes to magic. So much, yes. Are you interested in such things? Very much so. You see, I have spent my life seeking power. And he sort of is smiling at you as he walks back to his throne and if he turns his back on me, uh, I'd like to uh, fireball. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'd like to just look at his uh, shell to, <laughs> to see like what the carving is of and everything on his back. See yeah, sure. Good look at. Um, they're they're not they're not uh, they're not generally letters or sigils or runes or anything. They're generally actually just uh, decorative patterns. Um, there's a lot of imagery okay. of waves, 
um, and rivers you can actually see. So if you can picture uh, a turtle's shell and the sort of plates that it's formed of, the joints between all of those plates where there's sort of the lines that form in the shell have been carved so that they look like rivers flowing into like bays and oceans and lakes. Um, Though there are some phrases intermingled and some sort of figural depictions in places as well. It's really, it's quite beautiful. Um, Interesting. It it would have taken an immense amount of skill and a very long time. You cannot imagine this was all done at once. Um, Or even like in one stream. Go on. I I like your, yeah, I like your carvings. I actually have got a tattoo very similar to one of them. (laughs) It's fun. When you're young, you know. Yeah, interesting. Yes, but yes, as I said, I have, I have gathered power, and I have been rather successful at it. But then, then I saw real power. I saw real power when he came. I wish that power, and for that, I will need magic. So yes, yes. I admire your spirits. I admire your contributions. I admire... And he's going to smile at you, um, Vigie and Neldor. I admire your directness and your confidence. Yes. I think you will make fine additions. However, the problem is... We could always use help with making more supplies. But that is partially because right now supplies can be somewhat tenuous. And you see, a couple of days ago, I had already given a promise to the three you see across from you that they would be able to join us. But I fear we have, at most, five slots open. How do you propose Death we solve time? this? No, I did not say that in this game. Is it the three uh, over here? Yes. Oh, okay. Are we drawing lots? Well, I mean, I, I completely understand what you're saying. As somebody who has worked in agriculture most of her life, I understand food management really well. And that's just the thing. Like, it doesn't need to be limited supplies, right? I can accelerate your food system extremely rapidly. I'm extremely good with plants and animals. Like, I cannot emphasize that enough. Did Rook just blink out of existence? No, I didn't, I didn't mean to. Sorry. I was okay. like, wow, that was... Um, <laughs> and I just don't think we need to worry about slots. There's only seven of us here. That's only two more people. I can easily help ramp up your food production to the point that it covers that and more. The, the, the large... I can show you with this handy PowerPoint. <laughs> The large, stocky, heavily armored man is sort of blinking as you're speaking, Sonny. He goes, um, you want us to kill them, right? Mara's going to sort of shrug. More what I was thinking, yeah, actually. Uh, I wouldn't, buddy. You can't eat people, but you can eat... Oh, yes, you can. Eat corn? (laughs) Excuse me? Uh, and at this, um, you're going to see that the two sort of elves fan out, uh, and the other one step forward, uh, and he's going to draw a sword. The elves are going to 
pull their bows off their shoulders. I like how Sonny's just like, fucking bye. Corner of the room. <laughs> Sonny, get back here. I just feel really secure in this corner, Rook. It's okay. I mean, I'm going to fight you for that corner. <laughs> <laughs> you misunderstood his apprehensions. Um, I want to be there. And and, and Davropar is going to uh, look at you, Rook, and go, Incidentally, feel free to use any of your abilities as you need. The guards could use a little excitement. Uh-huh. Uh, and in this, I would suggest hey, we roll I some we initiative. Had guessed right. I thought we had guest right. We haven't violated the guest right. Why are you? Well, we've moved into tryouts. Contract. But we didn't consent. I feel like you people have a really bad understanding of the concept of consent, and we didn't consent to tryouts, but we did consent to being your guests. Uh, Sunny, maybe not now. We're desert bandits. Guess right. Bandits. Look, if we can't trust your word, then what can we trust? I don't think that's the phrase. Mm. It is now. Okay, cool. Very well. Do you wish to become one of the marked? Yes. Right. He's going to sort of look over at the other three. And you? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to be. Uh, do you consent to waive your guest right insofar as it is required to fight and possibly kill or be killed by these four? Yeah. If we win, we get in, right? Yes. 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 Right. So, they didn't have a problem with it. How about you? I just think there are better solutions. Do you agree to waive your guest right insofar as these three are concerned for the purposes of joining the Marked? I mean, yeah, right. Uh, good enough. One of you said yes. That's not really what he said. <laughs> uh, and at this, no time, they are moving across the room. This has been Helpful Goat Gaming Presents Tier Beyond the Doors. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this and would like more, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast, listening to our long-form campaign on the podcast, Goats and Dragons, catching us on twitch.tv slash helpfulgoat, and on Twitter, at helpfulgoat. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.